guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Ivy. So, we went to Point Pleasant a couple days ago. Um, it was Ivy's first time down there. What did you think? It was weird, but it's pretty much what I would expect from West Virginia from <laughs> my own experience. Because you, li- where did you live at? You lived in uh, Charlotte? Morgantown. Oh, Morgantown. Okay. okay. So I went down in Motown. Wow. It's yeah. where Wright State University, or not Wright State, wow. West Virginia University oh. is. <laughs> Still WSU, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it is. It is a, it's not, it's not a bad town. I mean, it's poor, you know. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of stuff they're missing there. But everybody's super nice. What did you think of Kathy? I loved her. Gammy. <laughs> yes, Gammy. You call me either one. Gammy, Kathy, she's so sweet. Yes, I've met this lady down there, guys, and she is amazing um she seems to know everybody in town so she's been a great resource but we stopped in and visited her and she just was happy i mean she was happy (laughs) west virginia's version of come on in yeah that's west virginia's come on in lady yeah she was real sweet it was good to see her again but um yeah so like we went down there and we had some pretty specific goals in mind but uh you know the thing is is that when you when you live your life listening to the universe and following the universe's direction then when it talks to you you have to speak or you i'm sorry when it talks to you you have to listen (laughs) and uh you know this time just wasn't the time to do what we had set out to do and that's okay um it happens but so um i guess the simplest way to put what the plan was was to go down there and um evoke some type of i don't want to say spirit uh, but some type of energy so my hypothesis and i haven't really publicly come out i mean i've told people what the documentary is about but I've, i haven't made like an official statement on what it's about Um, But what I conclude with what the Mothman is, is that I think that the Mothman is an ultra-terrestrial being. I think it's some type of energy that lives on a different dimension that we can't fully comprehend. Um, And I think these energies come out to us in these weird, obscure phenomena. And um, now I'm not saying that I think all cryptids are ultra terrestrial because i don't believe that i think that some of them are still pretty you know they're they're biological and what we see as biological um but i think the mothman is one of those experiences which is why it's so obscure um but so my thought process is is if you can contact spirits and you have a way to do that why can't we use those same methods to reach out to these other creatures So, like I said, uh, my intention going down there was not necessarily to contact spirits. Now, uh, this is hard to explain to to all the listeners that that don't know the entire story the whole way through, which is, I guess, why you're going to have to watch the documentary, guys. Sorry. Um, But, like Injured Cold, who some people think could be the Mothman, um, Tanya Derenberger, which is Woodrow Derenberger's daughter, 
Winter Derenberger, which is the guy who was lifelong friends with Indrid Cold, Tanya says that Indrid died. And so it's like, okay, so if they focus on trying to contact Indrid, but she's also said that it is a very real possibility that he's faked his own death. And so it's like, either way, Indrid is some type of higher being than we are. If I use these same methods to reach out as you would to say a spirit, why couldn't you reach, why couldn't you reach Indrid? Why can't you reach whatever energy there is, you know, of the Mothman? So we go to West Virginia and um, we did all the, the usual touristy stuff. You know, it's always fun to start there um, and then, you know, kind of get you in the mood. And then we went down to the um, TNT area and we went down to um, the legal bunker. It's a weird area. I'm being told by all the locals that you can't just go walking around down there. You know, that they've all said that. And, you know, for whatever, for one reason or another, that's what they say. And uh, so, you know, we decided to go down to the legal bunker, the one that you're not trespassing at. It's owned by the museum. And, uh, but before, before we even got down there, the first stop that we had made was at the, uh, the Silver Bridge Memorial. And, um, and we're there. And I've been collecting feathers from Point Pleasant for a while and making these voodoo jars for my coffin shelf because I'm fucking weird and so <laughs> i've been collecting feathers and point pleasant i always end up getting a lot down there and uh so around the silver bridge memorial there's a bunch of feathers and um we were looking at the plants and you noticed that what you had the, the two plants that they had planted there you had both of them yeah and so you're looking at the plants and it's like right beside your foot on the ground is a dead bird and <laughs> we're like oh great wonderful you know, and then we stopped by the cafe or whatever, and we're just kind of, you know, taking turns in and out of the cafe and just hanging out, whatever. And you walked down and you saw that, um, that dead mouse, that dead, yeah, it was a dead, the, well, the big dead rat, yeah, on the window. And so, you know, we saw two dead animals, and this threw me off my game. So when you're doing any type of like spirit work or channeling or anything like that, like you need to be 100%, like you need to be on top of what you're doing you need to be in touch with yourself you need to be calm and you know this and i was i talked to steve about it and i said that i'm like you know i wonder if these dead animals are some type of sign and he didn't no i told him i was worried about the dead animals and he didn't really seem to react but then again he's not although he's open he's not really into it like that you know so i don't think he thought anything of it so we get down there and um First and foremost, uh, we get, you know, we go into the bunker because again, Ivy's never been down there, so we just kind of explore, make sure nobody else is in there, whatever. And uh, I set up my camera, I uh, pull out my, I've got these sage sticks, I pull out my sage sticks, I light it. Steve's just kind of exploring the area. I'm trying to get into the headspace, and then two people walk up, and you know, for me, that was enough to just say, you know what, <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> and so, you know, that's. That was it, you know, that was all of it. So, Ivy felt some type of way about a certain area down there in the TNT area and decided, well, let's go try to explore that. Now, I'm very nervous because, again, I've been told over and over again not to just go exploring these places. I have before, before I knew that information. Um, I've been, you know, inside of a couple of the bunkers. I found one that I believe still has munitions in it. And, um, which, you know, of course, again, if you watch the documentary you'll see that but anyway um so you know we go down there and um ivy goes kind of exploring this little area whatever and she's like well you know let's go ahead and go down here 
so I get out of the car and I'm walking up there and we saw the caterpillar. And then we saw the other caterpillar. Was that a caterpillar or was it a centipede? Do you know what the difference is? It wasn't fuzzy. It, it wasn't was... fuzzy. No, but it was leggy. It was a leggy boy. Yeah, it was big. It was thick. Yes. It was very thick, but but we saw the very sweet, cuddly one, and then we saw the big one. Um, and you know, it was kind of weird because they were like like the fuzzy one was white. And fuzzy, and then the other one was black and not fuzzy, and it was rough, right? So I didn't really think much of this, but you had a lot of experiences with the wildlife down there. Well, we saw, we all saw the monarch butterflies together quite a bit, and then you walked down that path by yourself, and you saw a couple different butterflies. You saw like a, a black one twice, and then a yellow yeah, the one, black and, and blue one. Yeah, well, that black and blue one, it was like, you know, it. I feel like if I was there long enough that I would have been able to like hold it because yeah. it would like come closer to me. All the butterflies were real friendly. They just yeah, did not weird. give a fuck. Yeah. Well, another <laughs> weird thing about that caterpillar was uh-huh. is, you know, Aaron and Michael, my roommates, uh-huh. they went to John Bryan and he was telling me about this caterpillar that they saw that was white and fuzzy and had these like yeah. I was like that's weird because that we seen one and I showed him a picture and he's like yeah that's it so wow. that was well really... so the weird uh, well so another weird thing that is really weird because I've got a weird story about the caterpillars so somebody was uh, I went on a date yesterday and you know I'm on the date and I'm just I'm you know telling him about my documentary and what I'm working on I'm like yeah it's about the Mothman and he's like, and he decides to make a stupid joke. And it was one I'd never heard before, surprisingly, because I see all the Mothman memes all the time. And I have all the Mothman stuff. And, <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, he said, so the Mothman, he's like, didn't he used to be a Caterpillar boy? And, you know, I laughed about it. And then I, I get in the car after the date and I, I think about that stupid joke that he told. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we saw two Caterpillars yesterday. So... Maybe, you know, in some type of, of weird way, that's some type of energy that we called. It just wasn't, it just manifested in the form of literal wildlife because we didn't push for anything else. And so I thought that was pretty wild. But that one had had what you call a fairy fountain. Well, they mm-hmm. people call it a fairy fountain. The one bunker had it. And we tried to get to the other side. So the bunkers, the way that the TNT area is set up, it's kind of like a square where the roads are. And um, the bunkers, you just they're just kind of in these weird little inlets in the woods. And you'll just kind of park at one of the inlets, in, inlets and you'll walk straight through. And eventually you'll happen upon a bunker. And if you keep going, there's another. You keep going, there's another. And um, so they're everywhere out there. But they go straight through to the other side, the other main road. At least that's what it shows on the map. So when we look at this with like the satellite map and it's supposed to go straight through. And we were just using Google Maps and, you know, it showed like a named road was one of these roads. It was just on the other side. So we were going to try to enter the bunker from the other side and you couldn't get you couldn't get back there. There was like three different paths that you can take back into this area and it was all they were all blocked. You could not get back there. And what Steve was noticing when he was looking on the map was that it looked like um, the top was blown off or off rather of, of these bunkers and maybe they were just open. And there was also a house that we had seen that didn't have a roof at all. 
So me and Steve were kind of wondering if this, if these weren't the ones that blew up a couple years ago. So we definitely wanted to get back there, but you can't. <laughs> so, and then if you go from the other side, you know, you get stopped because you have that fairy fountain there. So I wonder if that's not well, even intentional. Just on the other side, it didn't really keep going. It actually went to the left and was this big open area with all the chopped trees. So it's like between, and there wasn't much I of see a what distance yeah. between the two bunkers, right. but that was a big open place. So yeah. it's like, but you also so couldn't go in saw. on that the other side. The other right, side. you couldn't get through. Right, there's no way for you to get to the ones that exploded. At least not without some type of because you can kind of hop over the fairy fountain and then I don't know how far you can get from there um, but like that water is contaminated as fuck so <laughs> like you don't want to touch it <laughs> um, you know not unless you're properly geared uh, you know at least that was definitely my biggest concern I'm like I am not touching that water <laughs> that's, yeah, those, that's gross those chopped trees <laughs> were in water too they were and that was really odd I mean, maybe they had had some rain recently, and maybe they had a little bit of flooding. I don't know, but that was really weird. Um, but the whole water is kind of like a swamp area. But we saw, you could see on the satellite map where all that water is at, and then like kind of around it. So you would have to go out to where one of those blocked off, you know, parts are, and you would have to get out of the car, and you'd have to, I mean, you'd have to walk to it. But then you run the risk of, you know, you're on property you're not supposed to be. Whatever the hell it is that everybody's so goddamn afraid of. Like, they're, they're, they're very serious about you not just walking around that area. And I, I don't understand why. I mean, so I guess my next step is to be to get a hold of one of the locals and ask, hey, why, why can't we go back here? So, I mean, it, it, was, it was very weird. But that's definitely more, you know, why I have Anne. Um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Anne on the case. I'm going to have her try to figure it out um, because she will. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what, what she comes up with as far as that yeah. goes. We'll have to start calling her Karen. Karen. I don't think she'll appreciate that. <laughs> Only when she's on the case. She's, <laughs> put so Karen you, on the case. What did you find today, Karen? <laughs> Karen. Yeah, she, uh, she'll, she loves that kind of shit. She's, she's all about... She's, man, she's all about that TNT area. So it wasn't, you know, even though I didn't, and that's kind of how this always happens every time I go down there. Even though I didn't accomplish what I went down there to do, I still learned more. And that's something that you had mentioned was previously I had done that tarot reading for myself and you pointed out that that's what it said. I needed to learn something. And so maybe I'm just not ready to do that yet. I mean, maybe there's more information that I need. Maybe I need to sit down and talk to Tanya and see, you know, what's going on with, with injured cold and, you know, if he's resurfaced and I don't know, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what it is, but I mean, you know, that's kind of the whole point of this documentary is that I don't, I don't go out to these places with any sense of direction at all. It's just uh, all built into the synchronicities and the synchronicities show you the way i mean they do you know they just they show you where exactly i need to be where i need to go and you know i can't i can't ignore it you know at this point and so it is kind of weird it's it's really hard to work on a project that's like that like when i look at all of like my indie film film friends and you know people that are actual you know filmmakers and directors and stuff like that like 
you know, they sit down when you're making a movie, like, you know exactly what you're doing. Like you have your story, you, you have it all, you know, laid out and you're like, this is, this is my goal. You know, this is my end game here. I need to film this today. And this isn't like that. It's just, it's about just kind of, again, letting it take you places. Now there is investigation involved and that's where most of the synchronicities happen is within the investigation itself. Um, but because, you know, none of this is, you know, kind of just like we were talking about last week, none of it's anything that you can just Google and easily find out. Um, you know, you have to, you have to search and dig and ask and, you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes it's boots on the ground, door to door asking, you know, and, and it's just the way it is. Um, so, I mean, I guess that was the shift, you know, originally when I was asked to um, work on this documentary with the original director, <laughs> it's really all kind of strange. Um, he planned on just going and making a documentary just about, just like every Mothman documentary. It's about the Mothman. It's about the weird town of Point Pleasant. Um, but, you know, he pointed out that Point Pleasant was just kind of a really unfortunate place with a lot of bad shit that happened. So his idea was that he was kind of following the uh, Curse of Cornstalk theory. And I never really gave that much attention until kind of recently. Um, but, you know, because he mentioned that they had all these unfortunate events happen. And then the synchronicity started for me personally. And I would just keep finding stuff and... I bring it to his attention and I'd be like, look, we need to talk about this <laughs> because this is bigger than just the Mothman, you know, and, and although he agreed that it was bigger than the Mothman, he, because he already has a YouTube career, he was worried about putting his career on the line and sounding crazy, I guess. And so he didn't want to have it be that. And so, um, you know, then the world happened again. And, you know, here we are now. We don't work together on the documentary. Now it's strictly mine. And I can do anything that I want with it. And <laughs> and I don't have a choice but to follow but to follow the, the messages. And, um, and, but it's fine. You know, it, it really is fine. Um, I've been, I've, I'm pretty much, so basically what I'm doing, the easiest way to put it is that I am, following in the footsteps of like John Keel and his research and you know what he thought these things were it's just that he knew that they were all connected but he never found the missing he never found the missing piece of the puzzle and a lot of these people there's more than just Keel he just happens to be one of my personal favorites um but a lot of these people the researchers that fall into these um synchronicity rabbit holes um they never find the answer they never do and you know we know that because they die <laughs> and they're not here anymore and guess what we still haven't figured it out so I when I originally decided that that's what my documentary was going to be about um, I had to accept the fact that I may never find what I'm looking for I just I might not it might <laughs> it might not be something that I'm capable of doing but the best that I can do is maybe find another breakthrough in the case and once I die somebody else picks it back up and then they continue but something's happening something big is happening right now that a lot of people are overlooking um, it's it's like synchronicity has become its own virus 
and it has started to spread into this community. You know, that's the weird thing is that you usually don't have, like in this kind of work, you don't have, um, you don't have ghost hunters and ufologists and cryptozoologists all working together as one. They all have their separate things. So the ghost hunters are strictly working with the spirits, the ufologists strictly working with the aliens, and you got the cryptozoologists strictly working with the cryptids. And none of them really come together, except for people like John Keel and, you know, and whatnot. So it, it's starting to grow, though, now. Now there's all these people that are entertaining the idea that all of these things are probably connected somehow. And that is, um, it's pretty amazing, actually. Uh, what's his name? John Tenney. He posted something on Twitter earlier, and he posted how um, he had been blocked by most of UFO Twitter or something like that because he they would talk about aliens, but he would also talk about, you know, magic and spirituality and, and all these things, and they'd be like, wow, that's too crazy even for us, you know. But now all of a sudden, all these people on UFO Twitter are starting to entertain the idea that maybe there is something to that maybe these things are connected and it's just it's it's actually been a, quite a drama for a minute another one of my cryptozoologist friends um had made a post about how you know cryptids don't need to have some type of extra step to them in order to be fun they're already fun enough so like they don't need to be these ultra terrestrial beings in order to make them interesting and it's like and i agree with that but I don't necessarily think all of them are the same thing. Like I said, I think that there's some that's biological. Like, I don't think Bigfoot's ultra-terrestrial at all. I think that that's just an animal that we haven't... Well, I know. It's something that we just haven't really discovered. It exists. We talked about that already. You know, I think that some of them are actual animals. And I think cryptozoology does still have its place as a science. However, we do have weird shit like the fucking Mothman. Where does that fall into? Which one is that? Is that spiritual? Is, is, that, is that an alien? Is that a cryptid? It's probably all three. You know, realistically, all of it somehow works together in tandem to create this Mothman thing. And so, um, you know, but it is, it is interesting and it is a lot of fun to see that. So since I started working on the Mothman thing, um, right before I went to the Mothman Festival, it was this big event. It was the day before we went. Um, I was telling my boyfriend at the time, um, you know, I looked at him and I just told him, you know, it's a big weekend. I, I, I had known, I had had this build up for myself for a minute that I was going to go through a change. I knew that it's coming. I just felt it coming. And I told him regarding the weekend, it was a big weekend. Well, we go out that weekend to the Mothman Festival in West Virginia and we happen to experience more synchronicities than I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> and in one single shot. And, um... I didn't realize at the time that it was called synchronicity. I didn't know what it was. It was just, to me, it was just weird shit happening. And, um, you know, so that happened. And, you know, from that time going forward, um, I was having weird moments of knowing that things would happen, just being very intuitive and just knowing. And, you know, it wasn't, there was nothing to it. There was no science behind it. It was just... I know that this is going to happen and then it would <laughs> and so i'm like okay um you know and then since then i've i've had some 
greater events happen. But, you know, with all that, I'm like, all right. So I'm also at the same time exploring more of my spirituality. And, you know, come to find out, I'm like, oh, well, this makes sense. There's a term for this. For this, I'm clairvoyant. I'm intuitive. And, you know, so I kind of start accepting that about myself. Um, and then it ended up progressing. And I started having like not I don't even want to call them auditory or visual experiences because they're not they are but they're not um then I started receiving messages <laughs> and um you know and it started I was taken to a supposedly haunted place that I didn't know anything about fucking 10 hours away from my home state and uh and I, I knew everything that happened there I was very aware of what happened and I think something was trying to reach out to me and it, it scared the shit out of me so it was horrifying and um, you know and then after that um, somebody's family member died and the family member uh, I saw them at my house and they talked to me and <laughs> so I've been fighting this for a long time because I don't have never believed in ghosts before I've, I've never entertain that I've been to so many like ghost hunting is all I used to do I, me and my friends did a bunch of drugs and then went ghost hunting and we never saw shit and <laughs> it was never anything and so you know it was not something that I ever knew about and then in order for me to accept that there's ghosts then I have to accept that there's some type of afterlife so then that you know fucks my whole worldview of religious experiences and things like that so it's still very much something that I'm working on to this day um, but I'm slowly accepting the fact that I'm also a medium and it's weird to say that because it makes me feel insane to say that <laughs> it doesn't you know it, it doesn't feel right I mean it because you know you're told your entire life that stuff like that is crazy and it's wrong and it's weird and but it's like it's not something that you could really explain to somebody until it happens to them it's just it's just like synchronicity and you know you can't explain a synchronicity to someone it's just something that you feel and something that you just know so how the hell am i going to translate all that into a documentary <laughs> you know what am i what am i going to do there and you know i don't like i said i don't really understand the science behind it but it definitely makes sense everything that has been happening to me in my life recently um, it all makes a lot of sense. They say when your third eye opens, it's extremely painful. And you're faced with everything that you've ever faced your entire life. And that's exactly what I've been going through. And it's like, so of course, you know, right now I'm my most vulnerable. Everybody knows that I'm super depressed and, you know, out of touch with who I typically am. So why would anybody even believe that I am that way anyway? I've already got all the makings of a crazy person right now, so. We all do. <laughs> I guess I'm lucky enough to hang out with a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> really, because everybody else is just like, okay, well, yeah, I can see it. You're a cancer. It makes sense. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at with things. So now I'm trying to use this to my advantage to contact ultra-terrestrial beings and... <laughs> and I think I can. I think I can. And I think that's what makes all of this different from, you know, 
years ago or you know in, in the 70s when they were really you know in the 60s and 70s where all this research was really big back then um was when they really started talking about these types of things and i think that people are more open to the idea now that um first of all all of these things exist and that all of these things can be related somehow so uh you know we'll see i don't know but you got some gifts. Talk about your gifts. That's something we don't talk about a lot on here. You know, the fact that you do, you do the tarot reading, and that's that's your thing. Now, everybody can read tarot, technically. Mm-hmm. But yours is different from just anybody else reading tarot. I mean, how would, how would you say that it's different from... Well, everybody's style of reading is different, and for different reasons. Like the professionals um, and and down to the beginners. Yeah, you know. like, and I mean, you could go see a beginner and get a million times more information than you would somebody that's been doing it for 30 or 20 years. That's the difficult part about it because, you know, once you think you know something, you really don't. Like, yeah. you just know that part. Yeah. And there's just so much more. It's, it's kind of like how you were talking about, you know, the marketing end and, like, you know, being able to, like, get a person that studies aliens, somebody that studies spirits or demons or, you know, whatever. We don't know if he's a combination of all three. Yeah. Or a combination of two or whatever. Something totally different that we don't even know about yet. (laughs) Or he could, you know, be whatever the fuck he wanted to be. Yeah. And, you know, it's just this weird thing that you know our ego is like our worst enemy mm-hmm. because our ego will tell us that we know so much more and the minute our mind tells us that we know so much more is the minute we don't know anything yeah. at all <laughs> yeah. you know you think because yeah. you've stumbled across something that you're somehow at a higher level you know, whatever. I don't know. The ego is a weird thing. It's different for everybody. Yeah. But for me, with my tarot practice, I I just allow whatever is to happen to happen. Yeah. And through that, I've channeled individual people, like loved ones that have passed on. So, like medium Mm -hmm. Um, a type of mediumship you know and for me that was really weird I remember the first time it happened to me I was reading for this person who I knew but I didn't really know like you know like I've seen him out I've hung out with him I've you know got drinks with him but like I didn't know like you know where they went to school or where they grew up or how long they lived in Dayton or anything like that yeah and like you know we knew the same people well I ended up giving him a reading and it was like the first time like he'd actually like hung out and it was just the the weirdest thing because his mom came to me and oh okay you know it being my first time I had never experienced anything like that so I was just like I don't know what's happening and like (laughs) I told him I was like you know it it might sound crazy but there's somebody that's reaching out to you and I feel like it's your mother 
and and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> and he told me that she had passed on, and you know he he got some closure from it. You know, it, I think there was still a lot that he needed to do on his part, yeah. and you know, because when it comes like when it comes to like a mediumship or even any kind of channeling. It's kind of like how we have different, like, abilities. You yeah. Know, some are more tapped into certain abilities than others or, you know, have a different way of seeing things or a different way of expressing things. So when you are doing any kind of mediumship, I could potentially see, I don't know, let's just say a mountain. Yeah. And for me, that means, you know, grandmother. Right. You know, but if you see a mountain, that could mean something entirely different right. to you because it's how you communicate. It's how that person has to communicate through you. So for any kind of, for any basic dialogue to come through, the whatever is trying to come through can only speak through your experience. Yeah. So if you haven't, experience something or you don't understand something you know it's probably not going to use that for a method unless it's something that you need to learn yeah unless that's the moment when you learn about it and that's the really interesting thing is because it really gets the cogs turning in your mind of you know like wow this makes so much sense like how did I not realize this before you know so it's like that same thing can be kind of explained through the cards as well. So, you okay. know, like certain imagery might mean something to me than it right. would mean to you. And that's why it's, you know, some beginners can give you more information than an experienced reader because everybody perceives things differently. Everybody communicates differently. So it just really all depends on the individual that is conducting the reading that is being the medium that is channeling or you know whatever and it is always interesting how it works out because like when i sent when i sent you that one reading or whatever and uh you know i pretty much had read what you had said well you know what, what your perception of was well except you had a different a different take on it which is not I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it was the same thing. It was the same story, just told a different way. And so, um, you know, because of that that different perception, I was able to see it differently than I had even originally saw it. I mean, granted, it was still very significant the way that I'd seen it, but there was just added significance to it, you know, because I, I don't know why. Because you had the different, like I said, you had the same story, just told in a different way. And so, I, you know, that is always interesting but I think that's why people, you know, when you get into this type of stuff, like I've got certain tarot readers and stuff that I like to watch on YouTube because they resonate with me. I don't know. Because they, they, they all say the same thing. If you watch all the videos, they are, you know, and you, and you compare. Like if you just do your tarot scopes and you compare, they all say the same thing. It's just that they say it differently. <laughs> and so. Well, the easiest way to kind of put that is basically there's... 78 cards in a traditional tarot deck all of those 78 cards can apply to you right now right right period point blank right whether it's a past present or future experience right 
you have some kind of relation to it Mm -hmm. no matter what right and you know that's kind of where the the special part of tarot comes in is because you know it depends on what comes out it depends on the reader's perception it depends on the querent's perception there's so many different things that come into play so you know it's like one thing that i noticed like two years ago was a lot of times like with different readings like say somebody's doing like you know capricorn telescope and aquarius telescope and aries telescope and they all have like we'll just say one card okay. and it's all well they'll all have one card that's the same right so essentially what that is is it's kind of like an archetypal energy and that is the influence that is being like imposed not imposed i don't know it's the energy that is coming to us it's the energy that we have to work with in that moment but for each individual person it's Mm going to be different right each individual sign it's going to be different right and you know the, the natal chart all comes into play with that but we have this common energy that we are all working with all the time and you know with our different experiences being applied to that we have this kind of opportunity to really work with each other yeah and help each other you know sort out our issues so it's like those cards that you pulled you're going to have a perception i'm going to have a perception you know and we both should be able to walk away with something right yeah so we have this energy that is constantly around us and constantly ever-changing so it's like all these different energies within these cards kind of come up in different ways depending on their placements depending on you know who is asking what and you know there's a lot that comes into play with that and I feel like that it's very similar to you know from my experience like mediumship or clairvoyancy because it's personal development so it's based off of you and your experience and what you know and what you're willing to learn what you're open to learn I I don't consider myself a medium I don't consider myself a clairvoyant I consider myself an intuitive Um, and I feel like you know some people might consider themselves a mediumship and not an intuitive because they might have you know a different form of communication you know mediumship is just like you know connecting with you know I guess spirits or entities demons right angels whatever something that's not us right (laughs) well actually no I think medium mediumship is specifically people that have passed on and it, and it could be like I said, I'm still learning I don't know yeah and you know I don't I, I'm not very aware now I know that my first two significant experiences for me were dead people and like you know well at least the first one I would assume that's what it was uh, the second one it's somebody that I know that died so I know for sure that it's them <laughs> and so was this 
for you? Was this something that was internal or did you like externally have to talk about it? What do you mean? So like when you were experiencing it, Uh did you feel like you had to speak on what you were experiencing? Or is it just something that you processed in your mind? Well, so like, um, so the first time it was like, I was, I was so, I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening. Like, I really wasn't aware. And then, you know, because I had someone with me that's like watching me go through this, um, you know, I really didn't have a choice but to respond, but it was just to simply respond. It wasn't, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like, even though I was responding to the person, that's all it was. It was simply a response. And because, again, I really didn't understand what was happening and I didn't know what was going on. It's so, it's so weird without actually talking about it. Um, but it would just, I would have these really strong reactions in certain areas of the place that we were at. Again, we were at this hotel that supposedly it was, it was it used to be a, um, like at first it was like a women's reformatory or something. It was like a women's place to like go and like learn a skill. And then like, and then after that it was this cancer hospital and um but and the guy claimed that he could cure cancer and he would like have these cancer patients come and he was like injecting them with like watermelon juice and all 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 this other kind of fucked up shit i mean he couldn't cure cancer but then he would like demand money from the family members and pretend that that their family members were still alive and they were dead you know so like fucked up stuff and then now it's a hotel (laughs) and um so i mean it was not anything i knew about but I would have these really strong reactions in those areas and um, and they were obvious to the person that was with me. And so, um, but I just like, I know at that time I had had like a outer body type of experience while still in my own body and I could like see through another pair of eyes that was specifically coming for me <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, and, and it was scary. So, I mean, we ended up leaving and it was weird cause it was like the hotel had like four floors and it's like the higher we got up the floors, the worse it got. And I'm like, I can't, I could, I never made it to the fourth floor. I couldn't, I just could not. Like we got to the stairs to get up to the next set of uh, the next floor and I could not go up there. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. And then we leave and you know before he starts telling me because he would make note i would start freaking out in an area and he's like wow you don't even know this but i'll tell you in the car about why this is important and i'm like okay so before he even starts telling me any of this in the car you know all of a sudden i'm talking (laughs) and i've got a lot to say about it and you know i'm just i'm telling the stories and i'm just i'm talking about the whole situation and he's just like wow that's crazy because well you're exactly right that's exactly you know what happened here and at least you know so as the legends go you know that's what they say and and so um it was you know at that point yes i did feel forced to talk about it now the second time and since then i don't i i didn't i've I've been by myself and um this particular um dead person i still see him a lot and he doesn't leave me alone and um you know so but he'll talk to me and he'll tell me weird things that don't matter that I he wants me to pass on to his people and I don't talk to his people anymore and so it's weird <laughs> and <laughs> I've thought about writing a book about it I have I've thought about it recently 
Um, because then it's like, you know what? Cause I don't want to overstep my bounds because unfortunately, you know, the, the, the person in question that he wants me to talk to is an ex and I don't want the ex to think that this is some type of weird ploy to try to win him back. Cause it's, it's not, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that this person is not going to go away until I do the things that I need to do. So I feel like if I write a book about it, that gives the family the opportunity opportunity to decide if they want to pick up that book and they want to know. And so, so I've thought about it, um, but I'm undecided on that. Um, and then, you know, I, I get I get the feeling I, I I have this feeling that happens when when I'm going to to proceed, and most of the time I just completely block it off. Is it like that's a raven where it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> no. Um. No. I mean, it's different, but yeah. It's different, it's, but kind of, yeah. It's I mean, that's like the best. That moment where you're like, oh, God. For yeah. me, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a physical response. Like, first of all, I get really, really, like, emotional. And, like, I'm usually, like, I, I cry. I'll start crying. Or, like, I'm on the verge of tears. Like, and it's just for no fucking reason at all. <laughs> and... Um, and then I, I don't feel good. I feel I start feeling really nauseous um, and then I break out in this weird sweat. And um, so, you know, I, I know what it is now for a very long time. I did not know what it was. And I've had this happen in different places before. And so, you know, it happened one day when I'm sitting at home just out of nowhere. And I'm like, you know what? I think I know what this is. Let me sit down. Let me focus on it. And, you know, I'm getting a message. Let, let me see what it is. And, you know, at that time, I received the message. And it wasn't, again, it, I didn't, I had no reason to be verbal, I guess, because I was by myself. Um, but I think it would be useful if I, it, like, if when this happened, I had other people around. Or maybe if I had, you know, the, the, the forethought to, um start recording and then saying exactly because I don't fully remember every detail of what I'm told afterwards because I'm not here anymore. I don't know if that makes yeah, any sense. No, it makes but sense <laughs> when I channel it's just like you can tell I have essentially left my body. Just I'm still out, there. Mentally not there. But like if you see me like if I'm doing a reading and I just like look somewhere and my gaze does not break, I'm channeling. Yeah. And yeah. It's weird because in that moment sometimes I don't even know what I just said. I don't yeah. remember. Right. I don't have any kind of memory. I don't have any kind of like thought process or like it just comes through and it's out my mouth. And then yeah. I come back and I have a person talking to me. And I'm just, and then I have to kind of get up to speed. Mm -hmm. It's re it's a really weird thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever been under like twilight sleep anesthesia, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like that. It's like you remember it, but you don't. It's like being really drunk. You remember it, but you don't. You know, it's kind it's one of those things. So I think it would help. But um, you know, this time was different because I didn't have any visuals. It was just like strictly like words. I get. I don't even know how to explain that much, but. Yeah, I just, I literally received a message. And um, and it's kind of like maybe it's your own thoughts, but it's not. 
because you know that you're disconnected. And so, you know, again, you're kind of having a weird kind of out of body experience while this is happening. And, um, and they're just, and it just comes in. So, um, I think it just depends. I have never, so that's one thing that I was looking into for the weekend was that originally, and it's just my terminology is wrong. I've got a lot to learn about all this, but, um, you know, I was looking up, I was researching how to, um, invoke spirits. Cause I'm like, well, this is what, you know, I need to find some type of ritual to do or something. And, um, you know, so I'm looking up how to invoke spirits. Well, at that point in time, I learned that there's a big, big difference between invoking and evoking. When you invoke something, you are allowing yourself to become possessed. And, you know, you're allowing that thing to use your body and take over your body. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I am going to evoke instead. And so I started, you know, researching that. Whereas evoking, you're just calling on those spirits to come to you rather than, you know, inside of you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I learned that there was a difference with that. So, but that helped me realize my, my regular that I see all the time. Um, I'm not, he's not being invoked, you know, because I can see him. Like I can communicate with him. I wouldn't say as me and you, or as you know, we are communicating right now because it's not quite like that. But instead of him being like in my head, he's not. He's his own separate, you know, being. And so, you know, whereas like in the hotel experience, and then you know, where I sat here at home and channeled here, um, it was more a part of me, also than it was like a separate thing. And so, and that makes me wonder, you know, then that makes me, um, because I know that the one person's dead. So it's like, if that person's dead, um, and I know that he is more of, um, his own entity, um, then does that mean that what I experienced at the hotel and what I experienced at home aren't dead people at all? <laughs> you know, maybe they're these other beings that don't have any other way to communicate you know i don't know <laughs> i don't I mean, I know. guess they could just present themselves differently Definitely, they could they definitely I mean, could like like i said i i don't really have much experience but i do know like it happens for me and it's almost different every time yeah well that is yeah that's it's i think it you know kind of goes back to that whole thing of you know they have to speak through your experience you know what you're open and willing to learn and what you have learned what you know you know but i also think that sometimes it's not necessarily even about that it's just they it's almost like they want somebody to talk to you well, so, yeah, I mean, the reason why I think most of the time, most of these occurrences are just um, beings beyond our realm of understanding um, is because, so, like, the way that I explain ultra-terrestrials to people um, is that, you know, the easiest way is I use my, my cartoon explanation, and that's that, okay, we are third-dimensional, right? Everybody knows that. We are, our life is third-dimensional. Uh, according to string theory, there's ten dimensions. So, you know, what's in the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth? 
So we, as third dimensional creatures, um, we watch a cartoon. And cartoons are two dimensional. And so, and, and we're very aware of them. We, we are totally aware of their existence. We know that they're there. We can see them, you know, and whatnot. Um, and they don't know that we exist. And <laughs> they can't see us. You know, I, there are some people. So, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, hold on. Okay, so they can't, they're, they're not aware of us, right? Until you have a cartoonist that goes and interrupts their world. Okay, so the cartoonist can take, you know, take their pencil and they can erase their birthday cake that they have and they can make it a giant roughly. And all of a sudden, something strange has happened in their world and instead of birthday cake, they have broccoli. The cartoonist can then draw the character itself and you can, he can draw that character to have the consciousness that we exist. So the cartoonist can create that fourth wall break, as we call it in our world, um, to make sure that the cartoon is aware of us. So the only way that the cartoon can have that power, though, is if the creature from the, from the higher dimension can give it that power. So why would it be any different between us third dimensional creatures and the fourth dimensional creatures? So when we're talking about um, channeling and, you know, talking to things and stuff like that, um, well, why wouldn't they choose how they present themselves to us? They would choose the experience. You know, they, they, they're the cartoonist. They've got the pencil. They've got full control. So they, they could control how we perceive them. Um, so it just, it makes sense to me to be able to use those same spiritual practices that we've been using for this. Because again, it all seems very connected. So yeah, I mean, it would, it just, it makes sense to me that, that it is that way. And who knows? When we're talking about spirits and spiritual energy, you know, that's one thing that people say when they talk about people dying. They've passed on to another plane of existence. You know, they've gone to the other side. They've gone, you know, they've done this. So, I mean, maybe when you die, because your energy moves, you're able to transcend to this other dimension. And then, therefore, you can come back and manipulate the reality of the lesser beings, I guess. That's my theory on it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing where it goes. Now, granted, since I've worked on this documentary, my theory has changed a lot. <laughs> but I think that um, I keep getting closer and closer. The one thing that has remained has been my belief system that these things are ultra-terrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think they're all very similar. I think that, um, you know, you even talked about the ego earlier and the ego is a very scientific thing. You know, we, we just, we, we discovered the ego when we had, you know, when we were studying the mind and how it works, but funny because ego is also a very spiritual thing. And so it's like, there it is again, there's that science and that spirituality going hand in hand. It's really not as far fetched as some people think it is to think that they go together. You know, I mean, even with like, uh, you know, the, um, well, just energy itself. Scientifically, we know energy is real. We know that, uh, you know, energy can't be created nor destroyed. So obviously, I mean, we're built of energy. We die. Something happens to us. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, it, but the, again, that's another example of science and spirituality coming together. You know, crystals, crystals are like that. You know, there's, there's scientific evidence for how crystals work and you know but 
but then there's that weird like gray area that you have that's you know then it starts getting a little too a little too spiritual for the scientist or you know whatever or a little too sciencey for the for the people for the spiritualist <laughs> you know so obviously there's some type of connection between the two there has to be there absolutely has to be i don't think that that the one can exist without the other one my goal was to bring them together and figure out how and where they connect exactly what is it exactly so i mean because channeling is a very real thing whether you're doing it whether you think it's it's just the universe and something that's divinely guided whether you think it's dead people you know whether you think it's aliens <laughs> it's, it's very real well that's another thing they say about these ultra-terrestrials is that they they talk telepathically to people and so it's like well wouldn't that then be the same thing essentially isn't that the same thing right it's the same well, thing that's what i was saying it's all kind of burned together because we don't understand it we don't know everything. we don't know right there's some things that we just don't know well, and that's what we were saying about, um, we were talking about, me and Steve were talking about the uh, periodic table and how many elements there are and how many elements have been added. And it's like, how can we decide what makes up life elementally if we don't even know what all the elements are? If we can't, you know, we can't until we have those answers. We just know what we know now. And what we know now might be totally fucking wrong, you know, compared to how other things live or you know exist or be and we just don't have any way to know right like it'll make sense until we find this other element that comes into play that's like oh wait so it actually wasn't this it was actually what we just discovered because when you think you know shit you find out that you don't you don't know shit (laughs) but other people have other things you know because i'm so new to this i haven't really looked much into um other people's gifts and you know things other other powers that people have i guess is what we call them some people have just weird extraordinary things you know just look pick up a, a book of uh you know the guinness world record you know and you'll find all these people that have these amazing abilities that no normal person has and um you know like the uh sword swallowers or you know there's like people that can like swallow shit and regurgitate it back up and stuff like that i mean that's a physical gift but i can't do that <laughs> you know it's, you can't do that the normal person can't do that um so i mean there are people i think that everybody has something i think that you can tap into things and make them something um but i think we all naturally because we can't you can't you can't be the master of everything, um, so I don't think that it's possible for you to have every gift. Um, but I think that there are certain ones that you can tap into. I think, I think being intuitive, I think um, mediumship or whatever it's called. I think those things you can you can draw out um, because I think those are the next steps in the uh, human evolution. And so you know, I think that we're kind of starting to get there and. Um, you know, I think that there's parts of your brain that probably work towards those things for the advantage of those things. And, um, but in every regular person, they're just not there yet. I mean, they just haven't done anything to activate that part of themselves. And so I think it's possible to do, I think it's possible to do so. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of like different 
things that can come through like our you know genetic makeup yeah like there's some people that are you know have more energy and can do high endurance stuff that most people can't or you know there's like some I forget the name of it but it's a condition where your body doesn't block this specific hormone or something that you know causes you to be extremely muscular even if you don't try yeah you're just built strongly it's just part of well like we talked about that one lady one time who doesn't and we talked about our people who um doesn't feel pain even yeah. emotional pain yeah and that's uh, i mean fuck that's a superpower <laughs> you know that's amazing <laughs> can you imagine no you can't <laughs> so yeah there is all kinds of stuff for whatever reason you know that comes out in certain people and and you know they just know and another way to know usually like these people ask them how they figured it out they just figured it out one day you know yeah. <laughs> there's no special story there's no you know, I was bit by a spider and I'm Spider-Man. Like, that's not how it works. It just, it just happens. You just find out and you're like, oh, this is... So I don't know why it, it tends to be like, um, like, you know, well, people like you, your story and how you discovered tarot reading anyway. It's not like specifically just the tarot reading. It was like everything leading up to that point to make up to where you were. It was just divinely guided. And, um, you know, and I feel like mine's been very divinely guided. This whole everything, whatever the hell you want to call it, has been <laughs> has been very divinely guided. And it's kind of almost been forced on me. And I can either choose to use it or, or not. I'm not going to lose it if I don't, but I can either choose to use it or I'm not going to. Which is why I've been blocking out the things and been able to block out the things. But then why can't I block out some of the other things? You know, I, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and I would think, and I, I, I don't know if I had this conversation with you or I, I had it with somebody recently talking about spirits, but it's like, you know, maybe that's why I'm essentially haunted by one is that, you know, maybe he's just as, pr- as surprised as I am that, that he can talk to me, <laughs> you know? And so therefore the only way that he's, is going to be able to get what he needs to say out to these people is to continue to sit down and talk to me. You know, I don't know if he's aware of me, and I don't know if he knows that I'm aware of him. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, there's like instances where like people will think they've seen a ghost or you know spirit, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a part of them that is communicating with them, but they just feel like it was. A spirit or a ghost yeah. or an entity. Yeah. But it's actually just their subconscious connecting with their conscious yeah. mind. Yeah. But in this weird, like, fucked up way because, <laughs> yeah. you know, probably because you, the person didn't work through it and it's just now manifesting right. in a different way. But, you know, it's all, it's all kind of weird how it all works because, like, nobody's perception is the same you might find people that are similar but you know like if you call yourself a medium and you meet another medium they might do it in a completely different way right and that's kind of what i'm finding like as i was thinking i was like man it'd be really nice to have like a medium mentor but so i guess like a medium would essentially be somebody that what talks to dead people yeah 
I mean, do they have to be dead? Could it be a spirit? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. If that specific term is, I guess it's a lot that I, it's yeah. so very new for me. And it's I mean, something that I'm still not totally, I haven't totally accepted it yet. Yeah. And oh, so, I know exactly what you mean. Right. And so it's like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm getting there, but it's, it's a lot because like I said, then I have to accept certain realities that I never thought was what it was before. And so I have to completely change my, my perspective of it. Um, but I've been trying to talk about it a little more openly because, you but know. But people think you're crazy. Yeah. Even the weirdos, yeah. they're like, Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it is a strange thing. I mean, that's what I was telling, I was telling Steve about it. And I'm like, you know, this sounds crazy, but, <laughs> you know, we're going to try to evoke some spirits at the, because uh, I don't know what the, what else to say. Spirits, I don't know what to call them. It's just a placeholder for the moment until, until I decide. I mean, I could address them by name, but they'd have to tell me what it is first. <laughs> So, you know, but I don't know. You know, it sounds crazy. And I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are accepting of it, um, especially people that know me and know who I am. And, you know, they've talked to me and they know that I'm not fucking nuts. Sometimes it's the people you least expect. Oh. <laughs> and they've got their own shit. And they're right. like, oh, thank God I can finally talk to somebody about it. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like my, my yeah. one coworker. She's, you know... 40 something year old woman yeah. she just she's got kids she went to college she you know has a, a job at a university mm-hmm. you know she just is a normal person you know not like in a bad way I don't want to like say that she's bland or boring but <laughs> you know like you look she's at her and people. she's not like somebody that would necessarily stand out like oh that person does some weird shit <laughs> but She's probably done the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And it, it's it's weird to think about because it, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not for any one person. Like, yeah, me and you are goth and, you know, people kind of have this stigma that, we think that, that yeah. you know, oh, they're witches or Satanists yeah. or, you know, whatever. There's always some kind of judgment with it. But it's like, it literally has nothing to do with no. it. Like there's, I'm in like some groups and on Facebook for like tarot and stuff, and like there's some Christian tarot readers, and it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this exists. There's Christian witches. Yeah, yeah, there I'm is. Like, yeah, but you know how I feel about that. You know, any religion is witchcraft. Yeah, no matter right. what way you look at it. I'm sorry. Yeah, my uh, um, the person that got me into witchcraft, she was Christian. You know, she said, this has nothing to do, I'm, this, I'm, this is not my religion, this is my lifestyle. My religion is Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, you know, it was very interesting. Um, you know, so I, I learned that pretty early on, that you could you could have both. But it is crazy. I mean, we need to normalize. But the thing is, is like, what sets that apart? What sets me apart saying that I'm talking to these entities from fucking demon sperm lady? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, oh, she's crazy. But it's like, why? What part of that makes her crazy? I mean, like, she is crazy, but... (laughs) But is she, though? Yeah, girl, she says that witches come to people in the middle of the night and have sex with them to impregnate them. You ever... Well, just because you're a witch and I'm a witch and we don't do that, doesn't mean it don't happen. I'm just saying. 
I don't doubt anything. I mean, I didn't know I was allowed to as a witch. I mean, if I knew that, fuck, I'd have impregnated people a long time ago. <laughs> well, sometimes like it's, it's more about like symbol the symbology. It's like the like sexual demons they exist, and it, you know you might have sex with a person that isn't a sexual demon, but they have a sexual demon that's attached to them. Yeah, that's it's true. like you pick up on people's traumas and you know whatever yeah. they're going through so that's why it's uh, as somebody that you know takes these kind of energies very seriously like you're opening yourself up very intimately to somebody else that has a lot of negative energy and to think that it has no effect on you is completely foolish it's just that you she's know. perceiving it differently for her yeah, I don't know she, she might be crazy I don't know Right. But so how do you know when people are crazy and people aren't? Right. I mean, it's all just kind of like. I mean, if you think about it, because it's it's like, like, like energy. We can't see it. We can't touch it. But we know it's there. It's it's kind of kind of like that. But there's really no like test for it. Like yeah. ego. Like right. You, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not. There's no measure. You can't right. prove it to anybody else. Right, you can't say, oh, you have an ego that's t- 10 centimeters. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, that's it, what we need, an ego tester. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all Mine would weird. be out of this world. <laughs> Maybe, probably. It's not even out of this world, just not of this world. <laughs> We've never seen an ego like this before. <laughs> Well, that explains a lot. It's huge. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Very we got, generous. We got, <laughs> got the best, the biggest ego you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right, though. I guess that's my ego being so critical of the crazy people. Well, I mean, if you think about it this way, time. It doesn't exist. Right. It's something that we've all agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't... It's just a point of measure. Right. It's a a concept that we have created Mm -hmm. to make sense of our reality. Right. So, we understand because of time that we only have so long. But if we didn't have that structure, you know, we would, you know, think whatever. Like... I, I don't know what we would think. Isn't that because crazy? Because you can't even perceive not having time. You just right. can't. It's so not, that's like you know the evolution of it's the always, mind, for us, the it's spirit, there, and the body. Yeah. You know, it yeah. all like each like the further we go, the more complicated it gets, and the harder it is to look back on. It's like you can't remember stuff from when you're a baby. Well, there are some people that can. There that's are some people that can. Uh, superpower, but <laughs> you know it. We, it's, I don't know, that how you were talking about like the, the timeline and the dimensions and stuff yeah. like that. That book, uh, Seth Speaks, that I always talk about, you need to buy it because he, he what, talks about that talks about. kind of stuff. And like the room that we're in does not exist. Okay. We've created it. It's something that we have essentially agreed upon. And how that works is through the collective consciousness. So if 
I say, this is oak, and I show you a picture, it's oak. oak. That's oak. Yeah. Okay. This color is red. So it's red. So that then takes away our ability to see beyond that. Right. So if you actually showed me blue my whole life, and, told you it was, and it was red. Oh, yeah. Right. And then somebody told me that it was blue. I'd be like, what the fuck? That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's know? not what it is. It, yeah. It's yeah. that same thing. It's We have this collective consciousness that comes together because we are trying to define everything around us. And Make sense of it. That's going to be our downfalls because not everything can be made sense of. Some things are just... Yeah, meant to be like you're supposed to experience it. You don't need to necessarily understand it. You don't need to know everything about it. And you know that just comes with human nature being inquisitive. But and maybe that's true. I refuse to believe that that's true. I, I want to find out <laughs> the answers, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. You know, because again, it is you know again another thing I have to accept. If we're talking about fourth dimensional creatures, well, we can't perceive them. We can't. And if that's what it is, and they can contact us and tell us, listen, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> you just can't perceive us the way that we are. So, yeah, I mean, if that's just the way that it is, then that's, I would at least like to know that much. <laughs> well, I don't explain them. that very well either. Yeah. Like, the book talks about it completely yeah. because it's a channeled entity that's explaining something. Right, right. It's hard to perceive. Right. I don't even know how to explain it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's my job. I'm trying to, you know, not just learn new things. I'm trying to also spread this message to everybody else. One problem that I have with this stuff is that, God, it can be boring as fuck. It's yes. so goddamn boring sometimes. They just don't explain it in a simple way that simple people can understand they're explaining it to people that already have some type of understanding of it and and it's not very effective in getting the message out so or it's just like the same shit worded differently worded differently right and but still boring yeah. <laughs> so it still doesn't take it anywhere that you right. already aren't right and so it's like you know that's again that's you know i'm Another thing I, you know, I would like to accomplish with it is, again, just having people being able to understand the message. It is hard to explain without explaining all of it and in scientific terms, but I'm sure there's an easier way. I'm pretty happy with my, um, you know, the way that I've, I've come to with my cartoon explanation. I think that it explains that part pretty good, um, but, you know, there's still more. <laughs> <laughs> There's still more that I have to be able to, you know, break down in, in very simple terms to look appealing to everybody. So <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to do. But you know, it's it's a it's a work in progress. Like I said, I I'm still learning so much about all of this with myself, and you know, I'll get there. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. But I think for now, I think I'm I'm done with Point Pleasant. I mean, I don't think that I have a reason to go back for now. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to start exploring other places and seeing where that goes because I do have other leads to go. I've got a couple of reasons to go back for some very specific things, but as far as just kind of going and 
just to feel it out, see what happens. Um, I, I don't think I need to do that anymore. So, um, you know, and that's another one of those, I think, just messages from the universe. So, we'll see what happens. But Anything else you want to add to people and their, and their abilities and their gifts or... Not really. Anything you need to talk about? Okay, guys. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.